and we are back with another installment of the number one rated business show right here on the Real 11, 8, Real 1100 AM. I'm your host. I've been off for too long. I forgot where I'm at. Thank y'all so much for joining us on Facebook. Thank y'all so much for joining us on iHeartRadio all over the country and all over the world. You know, we got fans all the way down in Africa, man. Oh, my gosh. I got folks listening to me in Ghana, Mexico. Oh, wow. Just all over the place. Sip it. Getting some sip together. (laughs) Let me get it right. (laughs) Sitting in with me today is Nigel Walwin from Sip Uwe. He will be my guest uh, co-host with me today. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, man. Just getting the drinks together. <laughs> get, get the party started, of course. We're going to be sipping on a little ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. Now, tell us a little bit about this drink that, that you're sitting here mixing up. All my listeners listening to this this goodness <laughs> getting shook right here on air. Hey, well, I'm doing an instant one punch, man. We call this the ooh-wee baby. All right. And I'm and I'm hooking you up with that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's putting our, our two... Um, uh, two flavors together, our guava pineapple rum liqueur and our passion fruit rum liqueur. We put those together. All right. And uh, we're going to put a little, a little splash of pineapple orange juice, kind of mixing it up a bit. And then, of course, top that off with some ginger ale. Folks, that's an instant rum punch. You could only do that with ooey. You can't do that. So with you can anything only else. do it with ooey. Can't do it with nothing else. Can't do it with anything else, man. <laughs> I don't care what the brand is. Ooey's the only. Liquor on the market in the world. <laughs> Not just America, in the world where you can make an instant rum punch. I just made a rum punch for you here in what? Less than a minute? You just made all right. We're yeah, to get into I'm, it. I'm We're going to test it, it out. I'm going to pour it up for you real quick. Now, while he's doing that, uh, also I want to tell everybody, please keep uh, stay tuned in to the number one rated business show. Uh, we are still trying to help people pay their bills. And uh, today is actually the last day. So today is the last day that I'm going to be paying folks' bills. Uh, we have paid out about uh, almost $1,000 now. Uh, I would like to thank a lot of my friends that jumped in and sponsored some of these payments for us. Uh, thank you to uh, Dr. Rashad Ritchie, the realest man in radio. Uh, D. Hill from Men and Women in Radio. Uh, Dr. R.J. Was from Standard of Care Therapy. If y'all need some therapy and you down in the Cascade area, please check out Miss. Uh, please check out Dr. RJ and then also Dr. Priscilla Hubbard from YCS, YCS Consultant. I can't talk today. I got to get some Zoo Wee in me. Zoo Wee straighten you out. But we are going to be paying some more bills tonight. So I want y'all to stay tuned because a little bit later in the program, uh, we will be calling uh, two more people. Uh, and congratulating them and letting them know that they will be getting $100 towards their bills paid. Now, so we sipping on this ooh-wee. Yes, sir. Now, tell me what, one more time, what's in this? So this is the ooh-wee baby. It's your instant rum punch. Ooh, you basically right. need both flavors of ooh-wee, or guava pineapple and the passion fruit ooh-wee. You get those at Tower um, liquor and wine wow. on Piedmont and Buckhead. You can get that at World of Beverage. You That's can get good, it at man. Liquor stores. Appreciate it, man. All over uh, Atlanta. You get it down in the Caribbean, in the Virgin Islands. So your Caribbean <laughs> folks are listening up. Bermuda, St. Croix, St. John, St. Thomas, they can get it over there. So you all over the, you all over yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the Caribbean. We, yeah, well, not all over yet. That's that's the plan. That's what I'm going to tell you guys about a little later. But, um, yes, yeah, sir, we're, now we're you trying said this to is guava. this thing. And so, pineapple. Guava and pineapple. It's a very tropical uh, fruit. It's um, the guava is. I grew up eating eating that fruit as well as, as passion fruit. Grew up uh, making drinks with passion fruit. 
And uh, we're the only liquor in America, actually, that has real guava in it. See, you lucky, man. I didn't get to grow up with, with passion fruit and guavas and all this type of in, stuff in my in backyard. backyard. We had a muscadine tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, sorry, my, now, my neighbor can that. make some muscadine wine. <laughs> sorry but. about that. <laughs> yeah, man, we had all those fruits, man. Mangoes, coconuts, pineapples. All that stuff go in the backyard, man. Man, this is a good drink, man. Thank you. Thank now, you. this is rum. So this is a this is a rum liqueur. Uwe is a rum liqueur. Okay. Um, it's the pretty much the only um, liqueur that has that is based strictly off rums, and that has a real natural fruit element to it. Now, what's the difference between a liqueur and a liquor? What's the difference? Well, they're, they're all liquor. Okay. Right? Liquor is the broadest category you could put all spirits in, okay. under. Okay. Um, liqueur means that there's a spirit in there, but then it's also either infused or blended. Flavors are blended into that spirit. Oh, okay. So that's where you get a liqueur. We do it naturally, so we use the real natural fruits. That's why that drink is amazing. It is. It's because, you know, it's like I just went into the backyard. Pick some fruit. I feel like I, I feel like I'm you. at the beach or something. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> island style, man. That's we want to bring that real taste of the islands to the rest of the world, and that's what we're doing. Now, why is it such a big emphasis on rum in the Caribbean? I see that more rum and that type of stuff comes out of that that region than any yeah. other drink. It's it's just um, homogenous to 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 the Caribbean um, sugarcane. Okay, you know so. You know, we could go back in history and, you know, revisit that and, you know, <laughs> why we ended up on this side of the world. <laughs> okay. But, you know, it was it was um, a lot of, in the Caribbean. It was because of the sugar cane and, um, you know, making that sugar. So so the um, that's basically the, the molasses is one of the byproducts of, uh, of sugar. Okay. Uh, when you process in um, sugar from sugar cane. And uh, through that molasses, uh, you can make rum. Uh, there's some... Islands that are specialized in actually making rums directly okay. from uh, from the cane juice itself, but for the most part, rums uh, come from the molasses. That's a byproduct of of the wow. sugar cane. Yeah, and it's you know it's tropical, man, and that's the reason why this this product is phenomenal because we're not trying it definitely is. we're not <laughs> we're not trying to mix stuff up from different. You know, regions of the world. Okay. Again, everything is homogenous to the Caribbean. It's tropical. The fruits are tropical. Okay. You know, chances are we're not going to have an apple <laughs> flavor. We, you know, we're probably not going to have a strawberry flavor. You know, the only exception I may, I may make to that is because we're based right here in Atlanta. We're an Atlanta-based okay. company. So you got to do a peach. Yeah. I'm, 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 <laughs> yes. A, a peach is, is is in the books, and uh, yeah, we got that. We got that. In the plan to make a peach version, maybe peach and something, maybe peach and papaya <laughs> or something. You know, we, we try to be unique and different. Well, also joining me today, uh, right here on the program, is Miss uh, Robin King. How are we doing today, Miss King? I am doing well. How are you? I am doing wonderful. How how's everything going with you? Things are going good. Just- Trying to stay focused and stay out of this hot weather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here with uh, Nigel Walwin, the owner for Sip Ooh Wee. Now that I see the title of your book, I started to feel bad. Now I'm starting to feel like a sinner. So you are now an author. Tell us about your new book. Okay. So the new book that I'm in is called The Heart of God for Her 
and it's dedicated to just showing women how they are truly loved by God because, you know, we live in a world that tells us so many things, you know, and I, I think even beyond just women, right? Um, I think we all live in a world that tells us who we should be, what we should be doing, and oftentimes it neglects the love that we need. It neglects the care that we need. And so I feel like this book will definitely, you know, help those who need to feel love, um, you know, feel that love. So that's what the book means, you know, to me. Now, you wrote this book with, what, 13 other women? Yes. 13 other amazing women, and the book is literally 45 days worth of devotions, and so it's jam-packed with a lot. Like Now, what are some of the things that, that people are going to be able to pick this book up and, and be able to take away from it or be able to learn? Okay, so the first thing you'll be able to learn is that you are valued, okay? The second thing is hard work and, and dedication and truly just focusing on what your purpose to do in this life will pay off, you know, and just knowing that we each have a purpose, right? We're all full of value. Um, when, when God made you, he didn't stop at 50% and say, oh, you know, I'm done. He, he made you at 100% amazing. So I think that those who read this book will walk away with that value understood that they are 100% amazing. Now, uh, give me some of the devotionals that, that are in the book. What's some of the type? That, now, I, I see this as a heart of God for her, right? This is not for men. No, it's not for men, but I believe that something will be in the works for that, though, so just hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a heart of God for him coming out. Now, tell me some of, the, some of these different devotionals and this type of thing uh, that's in the book. Okay, so when you look in the book, it's um, a, a particular devotion, like it's time to get up, which, you know, it, it will encourage you to get up and do what you're called to do. Um, and then there's another devotion that's choosing faith over fear. And we know that oftentimes, you know, when we seek to do things, right, seek to accomplish things, we have to have that faith to get it done. And so we have to choose faith over fear. Okay. Another devotion that people could look um, for is birthing purpose, right? Because we all have purpose and we need to make it come into fruition. So that's another one. And let me see here. Another one you could expect is restoration is yours. And something I love about that one in particular is because we know that even though we go through life, right, and we experience these different challenges, we know that um, as this time goes on, we don't have to, you know, live life in a void just because, because we're going through things. We can truly have restoration. We can truly be renewed. We can truly, you know, um, choose to overcome anything that um, goes against us. So I think that is important that people know, hey, restoration is yours, or women, you know, and men. I, I believe that, you know, men need to know as well, you know, um, but I, I just know that this book is amazing, and it's literally filled with 45 days worth of different devotions, so it's a lot to unpack. <laughs> wow. Now, uh, what what's some of the other things that you're doing uh, in your career? Because I, I, I know you run your own business. You're, you're an entrepreneur. 
Uh, what's some of the other things that you're doing? Because I know that you're doing a lot uh, of like motivational speaking and things nowadays, aren't you? Yes, I do that just from the heart, really, because I don't have any type of certifications in that area, but I know that there's a need, right? So I feel like I need to step up and, and motivate people who are connected to me because we hear so much negativity, and so I feel like we need more positive voices. So I, I made a choice to be a positive voice for those who are connected to me. And so that that's the mission that I'm on right now. And even in the work that I do as an entrepreneur, um, I'm a virtual business manager. So I help my clients in, in such an intricate way because I'm literally, you know, in, in the, the most innermost workings of their businesses. And I'm making sure day in and day out that they're getting the success that they need. And so for me, it just speaks to, you know, being that person, being the go-to for those I'm connected to. And so it really is like an honor to me to be able to just motivate people, encourage people, and just be there for them. Now, you still in the uh, Mississippi area? Oh, no. We just moved <laughs> <laughs> a month ago. I'm actually okay. in Sumter, South Carolina now. Oh, you're in South Carolina. Okay. Yep. So yep. how is everything going up, up that way with reopening and this type of thing? Um, it, things are going good. I'm we, we're settling in in the area, and you know it's really not a lot going on <laughs> in Sumter, South Carolina, besides a whole lot of food and stuff. But other <laughs> than that, um, it's a really chill place to be, and okay. so I enjoy that. But yeah, Sumter is Sumter. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Um, well, uh, what else you got going on coming up? Uh in the next few months that you want to talk about? Okay. So in the next few months, I have a few things that I will be launching. As I mentioned earlier, I'm a virtual business manager, and I always believe that, you know, it, uh, you have to work smarter, right? And being a do-it-first leader doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it all. And so in the next few months, I am working to help entrepreneurs uh, be a do-it-first leader by delegating first. And so okay. I'll be offering some um, delegation programs to show entrepreneurs how to effectively delegate in their business and ensure success for their next level. Well, I, I know that is definitely a needed thing. I think so many people or so many entrepreneurs get trapped in that in that solopreneur world because a lot of times, you know, in the beginning it's a lot easier to just to do it myself versus writing out instructions, telling somebody else to do it, looking over their shoulder, make sure it gets done and this type of stuff, even though in the long run, you know, that seems to benefit us a lot more. But that is one of those type of things that you gotta gotta get out of your own way and learn how to let other people do things as well. Oh, absolutely. And I could preach on that all day. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but so in, in the space that you're in, in uh, you know, being a virtual private assistant for people, what are some of the type things that, that uh, business owners can delegate to you? What, what's, what's some, you know, different tasks and that type of things that, that you guys take on? Okay, so for me, I take on uh, creative, administrative, and technical tasks for my okay. clients. So I'm able to do everything from, of course, sending out emails, creating documents, you know, all of those things, 
all the way to helping them build their websites and, and, you know, design them and all of those things. So there is really, um, I've seen that there's a need more so for entrepreneurs in the administrative area because I've noticed that not a lot of people want to sit back and do paperwork all the time, right? Oftentimes you want to be able to go out and do what you got in business to do. And so that's something that motivates me to, you know, help entrepreneurs because I want you to do what you got in business to do so that you can feel, you know, fulfilled in your work because we know the truth is a lot of entrepreneurs get burnt out because, like you mentioned earlier, they try to do it all, right? Oh, yeah. They don't know how to delegate initially. But I believe that as time goes on, you know, and they learn to um, just work with others, then that's beneficial. And one thing I also tell entrepreneurs, I always give this big warning. I say, of course you should be, you know, concerned about who you work with, because at the end of the day, if you're delegating, if you're spending your hard on earned money on someone and trusting them to get a job done, you don't want them to waste your money, right? Because that's that's not good. So I always tell entrepreneurs, do your due diligence before you hire anyone. Make sure they have a track record. Make sure they come to you with some results and, you know, they can prove that. And not just a lot of talk because at the end of the day, talking we know is, is cheap. <laughs> is, is, is boss and, and results are, you know, important to me. So that's, you know, something I would advise any entrepreneur that's listening. If you're considering delegation, just make sure you know what you're getting into before you get into it and make sure they come to you with results. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Robin King, for stopping and joining us. Uh, today and telling us all about everything that you got going on. Now, if somebody wants to pick up The Heart of God for her, uh, is the book out yet? Oh, absolutely. The book is definitely out. And um, we've been selling. (laughs) We we hit bestseller status and everything. So we've been, you know, selling them. And we do have a website for the book as well. All right. Well, uh, where can uh, somebody go pick that book up? Okay, you can go to calledandcreativelife.com, and you'll find my page up there. If you okay. go to calledandcreativelife.com. Calledandcreativelife.com. And somebody wants to follow you or find out more about your services, how can some folks uh, follow you? You can find me on Instagram at delegate underscore today. So my Instagram name is delegate today. Tell me this, you, you, you're an entrepreneur yourself, a, a, a businesswoman. Uh, how is Instagram working for you? Is Instagram actually bringing some new customers to you, or is it just kind of a, a way for you to put stuff out there to the public? Instagram it has been mainly a way for me to put things out there to the public. Okay. I mean, I've had a few inquiries there, um, but I definitely love LinkedIn. LinkedIn is amazing. <laughs> okay. Now, are, yeah. when, when you say you love LinkedIn, is it is it just because of the, the content and the people that's on there, or is it that you're actually seeing some action over there? Because I think, uh, I, I, I got to be honest with you, I think a lot of these social networks are starting to kind of lose steam when it comes to businesses. Uh, I think, you know, it, it'll never probably end as far as, like, social gossip and, and, you know, things to talk about and things to argue about. But, you know, when it actually comes to, you know, is this really get, getting business for me? Is this bringing new customers to me and this type of thing? Uh, I mean, how do you feel about it? Okay, so 
I definitely believe that social media has its ways about it, right? Okay. And I would always encourage entrepreneurs that as you grow, have your own platforms, right? Have your own websites, have your own places where people can find you. But the benefit of social media is to, you know, get your foot in the water, so to speak. Okay. And so for me, even with LinkedIn, it has been the most lucrative um, social media for me because my market's already there. If I'm looking for that entrepreneur, you know, that business owner, then I have, you know, those that contact list and the people that I'm connected to, right? And it keeps okay. growing and growing. And so LinkedIn works for me. Um, but depending on, you know, what your focus is as an entrepreneur and where you know you can get results and where your ideal clientele is, um, that's really what makes a difference when it comes to social media. All right. Well, once again, Ms. Robin King from Delegate underscore today on Instagram. Uh, thank you so much for joining the program, and thank you so much for telling us all about her. her. And once again, if people want to pick that book up, where can they go and pick it up? You can go to calledandcreativelife.com. com. Thank you so much for joining the program, Ms. Robin King. Thank you. All righty. Well, Nigel. Hey, that's some good information there. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I know what she's talking about, being on that island by yourself. I know that's right, yeah. man. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's, you, so you got to go through that fire sometimes, you know. It's, now, it's, it's really uh, enlightening. Now, now, tell me this. Uh, your your uh, business is more like a lifestyle brand. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So how does social media help you? Oh, huge, huge. Um, social media actually has impacted the industry significantly. You know, it's one of the hardest things to do when you actually have a product. Okay. Is is building that brand awareness. And in an industry when there are thousands, you walk into Tower right now, it's thousands of brands. The oh, yeah. world of beverage, thousands. So how is your brand going to stand out from that ocean? And there's some big whales in that ocean that oh, yeah. everybody knows about, right? So <laughs> you got this little brand that you just started up and you're hoping people, you know, all of your family know about it. Social media is the way you get it out there. Okay. And uh, so, you know, influencers play a huge, and I know you know about the influencers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they play a huge role in that. Um, you know, so I'm constantly on it. You know, we're we're about to launch this uh, crowdfunding campaign. Okay. And um, I am... <laughs> I am constantly on there, man. Now, I, tell me about this this new campaign because this is interesting. This is allowing non-accredited people yes. to actually invest in a startup. That's right. That's so, right. so how does this work? And, and when you say non-accredited, just so people know, these are basically folks who make less than two hundred thousand dollars a year. They're not millionaires. Um, you know, they're they're the non-professional investors, lack of a better term. Okay. Right. So these are regular folks who can now invest in startups, early-stage companies, sometimes even mature companies, through a specific process. You have to go through certain platforms. And there are a number, of, a few of them out there that are actually approved to do this by the federal government, by the SEC. Okay. And, um, you know, we're going to be with WeFunder. So it allows people to invest, man, as little as $100 in some of these things. You know, and uh, and you'll be a wow. part, and you'll be a part of that company. So you know, it's not just the rich folks now who are who are able to invest and be in that world, right? And make the Ubers what they are, and the Facebooks and the Netflix and all that stuff what they are. You can come in at as little as a hundred dollars 
and be along for that ride and help that small little startup become the biggest thing ever. Now, how does that work on 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 a startup level? Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I understand how it works in the, in the regular stock market. You buy a stock, the price goes up, mm-hmm. then you get to make the profit of above where you where right. you actually bought in at. Right. Is it the same thing in the in the startup investment world, it's or is different. it a little different? It's a, it's a little different, but you all you you're in the same neighborhood, right? But okay. you may be in a different house. Okay. So with with um with crowdfunding and and with startups especially. You're buying into ownership into that company. You're buying into um, shares or, if it's an LLC like mine, units into that company. Okay. But at that point when you buy in, you're not going to get an assignment of shares. Okay. Because, you know, for the most part, some of these companies don't even have a product on the market. They haven't made one sale yet. So they, some of these people, you could just be investing in an idea. You're investing in an idea. Okay. And that company is worth, you know, those those stocks or shares or whatever are worth nothing. Now, there's going to come a time when that value is going to go up. But guess what? You came in when it was at the bottom. Okay. So there's really no downside to it unless the company goes bust. Chances are, you know, if this company's run right and it's, you know things work out, that uh, you're going to make, you know, money, you know, is what it's all about on that um, stock or share or unit that you bought. But it's, it it's, it's reasonable, time, though. though, right? It's not like I'm going to take $100 and make 10000 out of that. It's more like for that $100 I put in, I might make 1000 off of it. Or Yeah, but but it's hard to even quantify it like that. Okay. Because, you yeah, you may, like, our minimum is 150 So, you know, but let's just say for simplistic sake, you, you put 100 in. You know, that company may, you know, go public. That company may get bought out for, let's say they get bought out for $500 million. And, and you put that $100 in, and then that's it takes uh, 10 years for that to happen. Over that 10 years, in order for that company to get to a point where it gets a valuation of $500 million from a major company that's about to buy it. And, you know, that happens all the time. You heard about what, you know, Facebook did it with WhatsApp. You know? Oh, yeah. So it happens all the time. In the liquor industry, it happens all the time. Really? These big boys, the Bacardis, the Diageos of the world, the Blonde Fullmans of the world, they are buying up small companies like mine that have shown growth over time. That's what happened with a lot of your, uh, your uh, what do they call those, not draft beer, but more your, your specialty beer brands. A lot oh, of them yes. got bought up by a lot oh, of yes. majors. So Budweiser yeah. actually owns That's a right. lot of these so-called signature beers. That yeah, you think. these little craft beers and <laughs> yeah. so forth. Heineken you know, owns a couple of them. And so, yeah, so that's why you want to do something like that. Okay. It's, it's not going to break the bank. And the government actually protects you from yourself. Okay. You know, because, you know, chances, you're making $20,000 a year. Yeah, you know, chances are you could afford putting $100 in and then, you know, going to sleep and not going to lose a meal, right? Okay. Um, so, th- so that's the concept. If you go and, you know, you make $20,000 a year, but then, you know, you, over time, let's say you've built up $10,000 in your savings account, you can't invest that. You know, the government will not allow you to invest that. Wow. If, if you, if somebody says, hey, you can invest that money into something, you are being scammed, and that's illegal. Wow. You can't do it. Okay. Right? You have to, to remember, $200,000 a year has to be your income in order for you to go into your savings account, your banks, or whatever vehicle you have, and put money into a private company. You're the only ones allowed to do that. You have to make more than $200,000 a year. Wow. So, I, so that's now that where, part I didn't know. Yeah, and that's where crowdfunding, equity crowdfunding is great. 
So like I said, you know, we are trying to reach millions of people. Okay. You know, we have a target that we're trying to raise. In fact, on equity crowdfunding, you can't raise more than just over a million dollars. It's like a million and 70,000, something like that. Okay. Can't go higher than that. Once you go higher than that, you know, big investors coming in, they, you know, they're trying to be a part of it. You know, it has to come out of that platform now, and become something now, else. Now, a million dollars sound like a lot of money, but that's not really a lot of money when you start talking about a brand like, like OE, though. No, no. We're, we're actually uh, we're trying to raise about $3.5 million. Okay. And so, you know, we're going to need those accredited investors uh, to come in. But that's, again, the great part. When, you know, the non-accredited investors <laughs> come in, you know, they get in, whether it's the $100, $1,000, you know, whatever they can afford. Um when the big guys come in, chances are that value of the company is going to go up. Okay. And so, you know, there, there's really a lot of upside to it. But even more than that, it's being along for the ride. Who doesn't want to walk in a party with a bottle of ooey and say, that's mine. <laughs> that's, that's, my mine. <laughs> that's my liquor. You could go down the street and get it too. So, you know, it, it's, it's bragging rights. You could be a P. Diddy. You know, you know what you know what Diddy did for Suak. Yeah. You know, use that as a model. You know, Diddy wouldn't go anywhere without Suak. Now, what's the difference between this is actually completely sourced by you, created by you, thought of by you, and everything? Yeah. What's the difference between something like this and then uh, the private label where you just go put your name on a on a bottle of somebody else's liquor? Like, I know, like Jack Daniels, for instance. Uh-huh. The same whiskey is in a whole bunch of different bottles. Bunch, yeah, <laughs> and, and you know that that's 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 part of it. They they provide the liquid, and like you say, you, you put the label on it. There's still some work that goes into that, but a lot of the work has been done for you. Okay. You know, I, I don't distill. I I actually do a part of that with with Uwe. Okay. Is that I have a supplier that actually supplies the rums. The rums are, are um, distilled and aged in Puerto Rico. Okay. At one of our distillery partners down there, and we put it all together. But you know, I'm then I'm not just taking one of their rums and throwing some juice in it. Some people have tried that actually, trying to uh, <laughs> trying to replicate uh, Uwe, and it's like, no, okay. there's something still missing. Can't figure, can't <laughs> it just ain't it right. Out. Can't figure it out. So, um, so yeah. So with me, I actually created the formulation for this. It's a proprietary formulation. Um, but yeah, it, it's there's a whole different. Um, you know, staircase of steps that okay. I went through, you know, to, to bring this to market. Uh, when you do that private label thing, you, you skip a lot of those steps. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we, how, number one, how have you done through the, the whole COVID thing? Cause I know that you were, you were blowing up and you were selling out and I know you was trying <laughs> to get the next batch made. Uh, yeah. Right yeah. before all this COVID stuff yeah. happened. So how's everything going Co- through COVID? COVID was a killer, man. COVID was a killer. Uh, no pun intended. No no uh, insensitivity there. But, um, yeah, we are, we are actually, this, when we came, you know, Uwe's been out now for, for three years. Okay. And for two of those years was basically a market test. We only um, created enough product just to prove certain concepts and to do certain tests. Okay. And we did it in a number of markets um, to get the answers we need and so forth. And, um, you know, we're basically out of inventory. You know, the, 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 the product that you, that you see now in the stores are pretty much the last of the batch that was made. So earlier this year, we were trying to, uh, to get a deal done. We had, we had a $10 million deal <laughs> With, wow. uh, that we were working on with uh, with a group 
out of uh, out of the West Coast and and Southeast Asia, and um, you know, my VP of, of sales and marketing was was practically pra- packing his bags <laughs> in, in, in February to spend about two weeks in Southeast Asia, wow, um, doing meetings and so forth to 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 get that deal done, and um, of course he got delayed. He was like, oh, okay, push back to March, and then push back to April, and then all of a sudden everything just went quiet. Wow, everything went quiet. Pretty much deal dead. Oh, Everybody man. just, you know, retreated back into their corners, <laughs> <laughs> and and that was it. We we were we had to start all over, and but you know what? It created this opportunity now because okay. if that deal was done, this would not have been possible. My relatives, my friends, would not have had an opportunity now to come aboard as part owners of this brand. Okay. So one deal, one door closed. Here comes a big door that opened up that now is going to involve um, not only, you know, like the members of my family, my close friends, even more importantly, our customers and our fans who drink Uwe, who love Uwe, who have been working their butts off, just being a great customer to tell everybody they know about Uwe and this amazing drink, they now can be part of the brand officially and be owners of the brand. Well, real quick, we got a caller calling in that wants to talk to you. Her name is Crystal, and she is joining us right now to the program. How you doing today, Miss Crystal? Oh, I'm doing well. How y'all doing? Oh, we are doing wonderful. We sitting here drinking some ooh-wee. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I have actually been able to taste the product. So one, I want to say All the right. product is absolutely delicious. And um, I am really looking forward and interested in possibly investing in the company as well. Okay. Um, so thank you for opening. Did we lose you? Hello? Hello? Crystal? 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 Hello? We, yeah, uh, we got you back. Sorry. Technical difficulties. That's all right. <laughs> um, but thank you for opening it up um, for you know yeah. people to invest in the product because it is yes. a good product. Yes, I do have a question, mm-hmm. sir. Mm-hmm. What? would my return on my investment be? Like, when would I see my money? (laughs) (laughs) We got a Miss Wonderful here of Shark Tank. (laughs) That's his famous question. Um, It's a good question. It's actually one of the, the, probably the most popular questions that I get because, yeah, you're actually taking your hard-earned money and, and, you know, putting it into something and you really don't know what's going to happen. One of the first things that I say, and when you go through um, a, a platform like WeFund, one of the questions you have to answer, can you afford to lose this money? Okay. Right? Can you afford to lose this? Because there's no guarantee in this. Chances are, like I said earlier, that uh, this company is going to be successful. You can tell just by how things are going with it. There's a lot of information that you have access to before you make that decision and, and, and make that investment. So with us specifically and how this works, uh, well, it's, it, I could talk more in general because the, the campaign hasn't launched yet, so there's you know, some things I can't say. But in general, when you invest in a, in a private company like this, um, the, you know, it goes basically towards growing that company. It, it's not something you put in a dollar today and you get two dollars tomorrow. It, it's going to take time because that's why you invest in. You invest it into a startup, into an early stage company to help it grow and expand and to become more valuable. With us, mm-hmm. we're basically looking to be acquired. We are working towards being becoming a, what you call an acquisition target. 
by selling, you know, so many cases, and, and they're benchmarks in the industry that actually put you on that pedestal to where the other guys want to buy you because it's cheaper for them okay. to write a $500,000, I mean, a $500 million check than to go into R&D and do the research and come up with their own to compete against you. You already got that space. You've already developed that market okay. for, for years. So mm -hmm. for them, it's easier to, to, to buy you out. Okay. That's where you make your money because <laughs> that investment that you're going to make now is just going to increase in value over time. And basically once that buyout happens, everybody who owns shares or units in that company gets paid. Wow. Gets a check. Mm. Wow. So, so it's, it's almost like, you know, like your 401k. You know, you're putting money into your 401k, but, you know, when you're ready to go on a vacation, you don't go in there and pull out that. You, you get penalized if you pull that money out okay. early. That money's there for, what, account to how old you are. could be in there for 30 years <laughs> building up, right? But that's how it's supposed to work. So it's the same thing with this, um, but you're actively being a part of growing that brand. When you go to the parties and you go picnic, um, you want to go and get something to drink. You're drinking ooey, and you're telling everybody you know to drink ooey. And that's uh -huh. what's going to help protect your investment. It's going to help grow your investment, and it's going to make your investment more profitable. So that's that's how you get your money back. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I, I believe I'm about to go on my computer and <laughs> <laughs> sign up right now. You can count me in. All right, yeah. Ms. Crystal, thank, thank you so you. much thank for calling in today. Thank you so much. Good luck and blessings to you all. Yes. All right. And, and I hope she's still listening because um, you could actually sign up um, at ui.com. So that's ou-oui.com to get more information about crowdfunding in general, uh, equity crowdfunding, which is different than just regular crowdfunding. Regular crowdfunding, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, you're making a donation. You're donating to a company to help them. Equity crowdfunding, you're actually buying securities. It's a very legal, strictly legal process um, that, invo that involves your money. So um, now, you know, mistakes are not being made with this. Now, now, one thing you said about acquisition. Now, mm -hmm. if, you, if you are acquired by a company, is it up to them? Now they can they can change the name, they can do whatever they want to with the brand, or does the brand still stay Uwe? Well, yeah, it would be stupid of them to change something like the brand, the name, or anything like that for something that they're they're buying because one of the reasons why they're buying is because how well the brand has done. Okay. So what they're doing is basically you may only be able to get it in two corners of the world. Because they're such a big company, they'll be able to get it in the other two corners, so all four corners of the world, okay. basically. So they'll be able to take it to places where you weren't able to because they got billions of dollars <laughs> in their accounts and you know to do this, whereas you don't. And so yeah, so they they you know they buy this. The only thing they'll change, you know, I'll basically get fired, and um, <laughs> <laughs> they'll have the old people running it and do what they want, and, you know, me and hopefully, you know, 2,000 Uwe uh, fast <laughs> customers and family, you know, we're in the island somewhere chilling, drinking that Uwe. Well, ladies and gentlemen, joining me now, he is known as Floyd Jackson on Tyler Perry's House of Pain and the sitcom Love Thy Neighbor, Mr. Palmer Williams. How you doing today, Mr. Palmer Williams? I'm doing good, man. Can you hear me okay? Everything's good? 
Oh, yeah. You're sitting here with Mr. Uwe himself, Mr. Nigel Walwyn. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how I can get over there and come out. <laughs> I told money. you to come in today, <laughs> man. You're missing Talking out on the Uwe baby, the, uh, man. Laying up in the Caymans or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. We're in the islands like right now. Offshore accounts and everything else. Let's just, <laughs> just, just send me the wire transfer information so we can go ahead and start that up. <laughs> How's it been you. going for you, man? Hey, hey, I, I would complain, but it would be senseless. Because I'm yet alive. I understand that. Have you been holding up pretty well during the COVID? I actually have. I'm going to tell you what's so crazy about this whole thing. So I felt a little bad back in like late February, early March. I had a sinus infection, diagnosed sinus infection, stuff like that. Okay. Kind of got shut down for like four or five days. Mind you, I usually have like six of these a year. I've only had one, and that was then. And um, I took a COVID test just last month. And I've taken three this year because of, you know, having to work in any SAG after type of uh, situation, you have to take the test in order to, you know, qualify to work. Okay. Well, I was negative all three tests, but on one of the tests, I did an antibodies test and found out that I had the antibodies. Wow. So you had So it. pretty much it meant that I had at one point or another had it or been exposed to it. But he said that my blood was so strong that he sent me a number because he was interested in purchasing my blood. I was going to say, I, I know they got you uh, uh, giving some plasma if your blood is strong. <laughs> I'm like, man, I, I'm going to get that money and go to the campus <laughs> with my brother over there. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but I just think you just, you just don't even understand that you can actually be walking around with this thing and to be blessed enough to still be alive and be well and, and you know, but by the grace of God, I'm yet here. You know. I hear you, man. Now you got some. Uh, you got some stuff coming up pretty soon. Now you haven't been recording lately with with Tyler Perry, have you? Or are you still uh, working with some of his shows? I don't. I don't think he's doing well, a lot actually, right now, is he? Actually, the uh, debut of the return of the original cast of House of Pain, well, at least most of us, will be on September the second. Okay. And it'll be. Further down the line, where you'll see actual, you know, um, shows with me on it. I did three episodes out of the 25, so it'll be a minute before you see those. But um, I'm also about to embark upon my first streaming live theater show. Wow. Tell us about it. And that's going to be uh, in September the 25th through the 27th of a show called For the Love of. For the love the sub, of, for the love of what? Yeah, for the love of, and the subtitles are for the love of money, power, sex, love, God. Wow, love choice, love choice. <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, it's it's an interesting animal. Uh, I've done the show uh, at the Porter Sanford in Decatur. I've okay. done it in Camden, Alabama, my hometown, as a fundraiser for some. Children there, Alabama kids, and um, I've done it also at the Ray Charles Theater, which uh, prayers go out to the people there because it was just recently this weekend struck by lightning and caused substantial damage. Oh my goodness! Ray Charles, yeah. And shout outs to, of course, Chadwick Bowman's family. Oh yes, yes, Lord have mercy. Rest in peace, Chadwick Bowman. We forgot to to, uh, announce Uh, that. I watched that doggone 
special last night, and I I'm not ashamed to say I wept. That that was an inspiring man. I, I I must say to have done all that he has done, and to be dealing with cancer short, at the same time. Yeah, man. You know, it's just amazing that you know that he was able to accomplish those feats. To here he is now to perform as the biopics of icons to become one himself. Yeah. Wow. It's oh, one of those type just, things, uh, man. When, when you are walking in purpose, I think you are unstoppable. Okay. I, I, I really do. I, I, I think anytime that you are actually able to find that purpose in your life and actually be able to actually walk in it and have faith that you're walking in it, I, I, I really okay. think it just makes you an unstoppable person. I think a lot of people don't even understand the word passion. You know, somebody say, are you, you know, if you can find your passion in life, this is something that you're willing to do that if all your bills were taken care of and you could do this every day without getting paid for it, mm-hmm. that's when you find your passion. But what they don't understand is that the root words of passion are love and pain. Wow. That's why they even call, you know, when it's Easter time, they call it the passion of the Christ. Okay. That's the love and the pain. He had that much love that he'd be willing to go through that pain for our raggedy tails. <laughs> Teach some. So if you think about it that way. You know, that's why when you use the word passion, make sure that you are passionate. Passion doesn't, passionate doesn't mean yelling. Passionate doesn't get upset. It's love and be willing to go through the pain to get to that common goal and that purpose, which is why I named my daughter Nia. Okay. She's Swahili for purpose, you know, and she's a theater major in her junior year down at FAMU right now. Wow. And, baby, and my, my baby boy wants to be an attorney, so... I'll look out for him. He's just in 10th grade, but he's going to be a great one. Now, and last time my, I talked to you, one of them wanted to be a photographer, didn't it? Yeah, well, he's in his freshman year at Georgia State Film School for TV and film right okay. now. Okay, wow. So we're trying to make that the family business, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, tell us a little bit more about the streaming play now. Uh, when is it going to be once again? Okay, it's going to be September 27th through October 27th. What we're doing is the first five shows are going to be live. So you definitely want to tune in because anything could happen because wow. I am pretty mischievous when it comes to, or mischievous when now, it comes to uh, trying to make people break character in my own <laughs> show. Now, what about so, uh, in-studio audience? Will you have an audience at all? Yes, and we're limited to 60 people Okay, in the entire um, uh, theater because we want to stay and adhere to COVID-19 uh, regulatory uh, uh, issues and, and and things that the theater has to adhere to in order to be safe because I want to keep my cast safe, of course, myself as well, and the people that are in the audience. But there will be a lot of precautions and safety uh, guards that we will be you know, making sure that everybody is safe and have a very enjoyable moment, and uh, be very spaced out. Okay. It'll be kind of weird with some of the performers, because this is sort of an interactive show. We have a lot of laughter. It is a comedy with a lot of dramatic moments. Okay. But um, the audience, we are constantly... Sometimes we have to slow down because the audience is laughing so hard that <laughs> we don't want them to miss the next... And I'm not saying that in any kind of braggadocious type of way. But it's just that it really is a fun show. 
a lot of stupid people that I call friends and fellow actors that are in the show. Okay. And it is, and it's not, there's not a whole lot of over singing or anything like that. We have completely six songs in the show, five of which I've written. So, you know, it's also, it's, this is a, a, a thing where God has allowed me to be able to showcase my gifts and the gifts of others and not being afraid to showcase these people that are so talented that otherwise may not have even gotten an opportunity to show you their gifts. Wow. Now, a, a lot of these different event venues now saying they might not be able to survive over the next six months. Do you think the theater yeah. is going to be uh, fall victim as well, or do you think we're going to be able to prop up this industry and, and continue to move uh, forward? This is a twofold mission. One, I do want to do this show because I believe in this show. I think it's a very good show. We're coming out of the dark, so to speak, even though some of the numbers are still rising. But you have to also understand that tests are becoming more readily available. So, of course, if you have more tests, you have more results that say that positive, negative. But at the same time, this is an Afro-Latino-owned theater. Okay. So this is a gentleman that is uh, black and, and Puerto Rican and, and has a Cuban uh, uh, wife and myself being good in Alabama black. So, <laughs> you know, we have all of these factors into an eclectic bunch of folks of color that are trying to make, maintain and hold on to an edifice that has never been owned by anyone of color which is Marietta's New Theater in the Square. And he has been the owner, Mr. Raul Thomas, for the last six and a half years. So we don't want him to lose that spot because one of the things that we, and if you probably have noticed on television, is representation of people of color. Oh, yeah. And, you know, here it is, this business forum that you have for your, your format for your radio show. It's strictly a business as well, but we have to, to change the narrative of how people see us. Oh, yes. Right now, we're concerned about Black Lives Matter. It's very important. We're concerned about police brutality and just the, the misrepresentation of, of African Americans in this country that we help to build. Or as uh, Coach Doc Rivers said, you know, here it is, a, a country that we continue to love and they don't love us back. Oh, yeah. Well, it just comes to a time now that we have to find ways of not just begging everybody to allow us to show our gifts that influence the entire world, because everybody wants to be like us when it comes to entertainment, and they always rely on us to entertain them. But we don't have true representation of everyone. We just see one side of it. So we, we need to see representation of people of color that, are putting out positive images, someone that is watching the youth, because I don't want to put anything out there that I would be ashamed to put before my children because they're always watching me. All of my children had different fields of endeavor that they wanted to do, and now all of them have rerouted to entertainment. I never asked them to do it. I didn't push them to do it. They chose it on their own. So I must be doing something that will influence them to change their career paths and want to do something that daddy does. You know, when, so when if they're doing that in my house, what are we doing for the rest of the country when we put out shows 
that uplift, edify, and show people of color in a very positive light. You know, I had the change. I had the privilege huh? to sit down with Dr. George Frazier. You know Dr. George Frazier? Oh, wow. I had the privilege to Why sit do down I know and, that name? and uh interview him one on one. And you know, one of the biggest things that he told me, because I, I was, you know, what can I do? as one person to help try to change the narrative for, for my people and for my community and what can I do? And the, one of the biggest, uh, one of the best things that he ever told me was go be successful. He said, just go be successful. And when you are, when you're able to do that, when they're able to see more of us being successful, then you'll start to see more people following along. And I think that's the same thing that you're starting to feel in your household. Your, your kids are seeing you out there setting that example, being that shining light that you need to be in. Now they're starting to follow suit. Well, they're saying that I'm successful because I'm paying that tuition. <laughs> uh, also, it helps that, you know, they understand now why I pushed them and their mother and my wife pushed them to get these grades when they were younger, pushed them to be in advanced classes. Because now, because of Hope Scholarship, it gives them hope to be able to leave college without being in an excessive amount of debt because that's the, that's the cycle. If I can get you in this college situation, have you to stay there an extended uh, 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 amount of time, come out of there, $30,000, $60,000, dollars in debt with student loans and things like that, now your debt-to-income ratio is thrown off, so now you can't qualify for a house. You can only rent, which is basically just paying somebody else's building off to where they'll make a full profit. And then you can't afford the right type of cards you want if you can get to get a job. So in, uh, you'll have to start in the entry level. You'll be maybe doing mass transit or something like that, which is nothing wrong with that, you know, because some people use it even in spite of having a car. But you cannot qualify for home. Then they get you a credit card that you're going to overmax. Oh, yeah. Because you're now going to be it's financial slavery. Well, That's all it is. Well, Palm, I got to have you come back, man, and, and speak with us a little bit longer. I got to get ready to wrap my producer looking at me funny. No uh, thank you so much for joining us today, and thank you so much for, for uh, calling that in and letting us that, know what you got going on. That's super articulate dude that answered the phone while I was on hold. Yes, you're here for the show. All right, and we'll talk to you later. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's him. <laughs> yeah, make sure you check out my website, palmerwilliamsjr.com. There'll be more information coming. And I'm actually, I've been casted in two movies that will be shot this fall. So be on the lookout for that. So please invite me back. I would love to talk to you about it. And continue success with your show, man. I'm here for you if you need me. And I I really appreciate the fact of even asking me to be on this show. And continue success and blessings to your show. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, sir. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has been another number one rated business show right here with the one and only Nigel Walwin from Sip Ooh-Wee. Now, if somebody wants to invest or, or jump in and, and yeah. start crowdfunding, how yeah. can somebody get uh, involved so, in Ooh-Wee? I'm telling everyone now, we're actually going to, ex- um, to launch the um, Friends, Family, Customers, and Fans campaign tomorrow. OU-OUI.com Sign up so that you'll be on our list We'll send the information out to you Where you can go and actually get the application And uh, start your investment OU-OUI.com Once again, I'm Kevin C. Pride. Follow me on social media I am KC Pride. Follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram Follow me on LinkedIn And we are out!